You are Locked On Angels, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, your 2018 Angels. Welcome to Locked On Angels. Keep it locked. Locked on. We're locked on, sir. Locked On Angels. What up, Angel fans? My name is Lucas Sardo, your host of Locked On Angels today. I'm the resident social cynic, not for long, but I'd like to welcome you to your daily Angels update here on Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Oh, do we have a show for you today? I would like to start by saying, Halo fans, my season of going to Angels games has officially come to an end last night, and the Angel, the Angels, the Halos got a win. Woo! Can't talk right now, but it's okay. We'll get through it. Pretty good win by the Angels last night, too. Got a really good outing out of Matt Shoemaker after uh, Monday's episode where he was one of my duds, so that's good. Shohei Otani has another crazy night after the announcement of Tommy John surgery, and we'll get into that in a minute. But overall, good performance by this Angels team, considering there's not really much on the line. Um, My... Biggest pet peeve of the night is that sixth inning, guy on third, nobody out, and the Rangers intentionally walk Mike Trout. What are you guys doing? Come on. Like, let's have some fun. These games literally don't matter, guys. Come on. Can we just let the best player in baseball be the best player in baseball? I think this was Don Wakamatsu being like, I'm here to win games. And trying to get the manager job for next season because, I mean, that's ridiculous and stupid. Like, you guys aren't going to win very many games with the roster you have. But, I mean, if you don't know, Jeff Bannister got fired, I think, last week. And Don Wakamatsu, the interim manager. So, I mean, if he's trying to win a job, like, bro, pump the brakes. Like, we're here to watch some baseball. Ridiculous move by the Rangers, in my opinion. Reminds me of Little League when, like, a kid gets intentionally walked and you always have the mom in the crowd that's like, just let the kids play! Let them hit! That was me last night in the crowd. Full mom mode. Just being pissed off out of my mind that I was getting cheated out of a Mike Trout at bat. I was like, I was like, not close to the Rangers dugout, but I was yelling at Don. I was like, Don! What are you doing, Don? Let him hit. He didn't let him hit, though. That was so disappointing. The thing, the other thing, intentional walks in Major League Baseball, I, it's funny, don't get me wrong, it's funny especially when, like, the Angels do it to another team, but you, like, hear the Mike Trout walk-up song, right? You get, like, fully engulfed in the fact that you're about to hear or see a Mike Trout at bat. And then you look down at the plate, and you see him taking off his elbow guard and everything, dropping his bat. And you're like, what the heck? Like, it's such a tease. And I hate that. Like, if you're going to intentionally walk him, just tell him before he leaves the on-deck circle. How about that? That should be the new standard for intentional walks. Is like, just, especially because, think about the Bat Boy, too. The Bat Boy's got to run all the way to the plate. You got to pick up all his stuff, run all the way back to the dugout. Like, come on. Let's let's think about the Bat Boys here, managers. Come on. 
Think about the fans. I'm getting teased having to listen to Kanye West before Mike Trout comes up to bat. Don't do that to me. Don't play with my emotions. That's my, that's my takeaway from last night's game. Is we need we need some etiquette with these intentional walks, guys. Ugh. What else can I say about this Halos team though that I haven't said already? I mean, if the Angels win out, they'll be a 500 team. Exciting? I don't know. Not really, to say the least. I'm a little disappointed. Also, they're ultimately gonna lose to Vegas sports books. I think at the beginning of the year, the Angels' win totals was set around, I think, 86, 85. You could have maybe got them at 84, depending on where you looked. Um, ultimately, they're going to fall short of that. And that's always one of my my barometers for uh, how well a team performs over the season. Like, do you hit that win mark? Angels aren't going to do that. I'm always, a, I'm always the optimist. It's like, over... Yeah, 86 wins, Angels over that for the season. But, I mean, if you can't even beat a Vegas sportsbook, you probably had a bad year. And we've talked about it. Overall, disappointing. Just disappointing. And let's transition over to our daily... Uh, I think I'm going to make an intro for this segment, but it's going to be called the OMG Shohei Otani is the greatest, let's slobber all over him moment of the day. And the moment of this day is going to be the fact that Shohei Otani finds out that he will be undergoing Tommy John surgery. And I ultimately think that it's a very good thing. But he comes in, has a good day at the plate. Let's talk about this surgery. I'm really glad that it's happening. And I'm glad that it's like official. Because if we went down the rabbit hole again of having him do the stem cell crap which I'm getting a little skeptical about. I don't know if this stem cell thing actually works. I haven't seen any numbers on it, but I feel like it doesn't work very well. But, ultimately, he takes the season off from pitching next year. He mentioned that he will still be able to hit, and the fun thing about that is that we get to see Shohei just at the plate from that standpoint. Like, I'm, this guy, for a moment of time, was like focusing on pitching and how he had to get hitters out, while also worrying about his craft at the plate. And he was great at the plate this season. Now, he gets an entire season of just focusing on his swing. Just focusing on hitting balls gap to gap, out of the ballpark, producing runs for this ball club. Huh? Look out, Major League Baseball. You got a problem on your hand. That's what I'm going to say right there. And we officially have our DH for the 2019 season. So, at least we're solidifying things there. I don't know about you guys, but I really hope Shohei continues to hit also behind Mike Trout because I think it protects Trout a little bit better than a guy like Upton does. I think it adds also a little more danger than Pujols. Plus, it adds a speed element where, I mean, say like last night, Trout hits the, uh, or Trout gets walked, I'm sorry, then Shohei shatters his bat on the little bloop single to center. Trout goes first to third on that, which is crazy in itself. But then you get the two-hopper by Upton to third base. You know, kind of backhand along the line, but Shohei's so fast you can't double him up there. Like Pujols, that ball, you're going to second. And Upton is not like the fleetest of foot when he, like on that play, he wasn't running hard. I mean, that's a double play ball with Pujols on first base. Bottom line, Shohei's second there, 
Upton's safe at first on a throwing error. We created a problem there for the Rangers. It's pesky. And Otani and Trout are good at the little things. Like, yes, they are both fast. They both have speed. But as actual base runners, I think they're both great and smart base runners. I think we can call them aggressively smart. That's the phrase I'd like to use with them as base runners. Not as, like, runners. As base runners. So, anyway. Otani, down for the year on the bump next season. But he'll be at the plate. We're going to take a break and come back with my final gear grinder of the 2018 regular season and you could probably guess what it's about but first if you want to sponsor the show hit us up locked on angels at gmail.com love to talk to you get you ready for 2019 huh get the get a little sponsor action up there maybe you want to sponsor the gear grinder segment for next season we can talk about that we can talk about that we'll see coming up next my gear my gear grinder I was going to have a podcast today and not address the absolute bonkers interview that Mike Sosha had yesterday with Terry Smith. You're crazy. So, with that being said, welcome to my last gear grinder of the year. Surprise, surprise, it revolves around none other than Mike Sosha. And I've said this before on this podcast. Mike Sosha is the guy at the party that you just can't get to leave. He's the guy that gets... He can't, he can't get the hint that he's extended his stay. He's the guy that meets a girl at a concert and constantly is asking her, So, what are we doing after the concert? Even though the girl keeps saying, Nothing. I'm leaving with my friends. Like, Mike, get the hint. You need to leave. So, if you don't know, Terry Smith... And by the way, Terry Smith... A guy, I I haven't talked about him on this podcast. I love Terry Smith. The games that I have to listen to on the radio, I am happy that I get to hear Terry Smith. The games that he calls in the booth on TV, love him. Unbelievable. He makes Pat look like an absolute loser when Pat does his play-by-play. So, Pat, take some notes on Terry Smith. That's all I have to say. I know Pat does, so I don't have to worry about that. But anyway, Terry has a sit-down with Sosh. They get to talk about Mike maybe leaving Anaheim, maybe leaving managing. Soch talks about how he'll sit down with Artie and Billy after the season, see what they want to do, move forward from there. I'll tell you right now, Mike, they're going to say, smell you later, Mike. Smell you later. See ya. Go get another manager job if you want to keep doing that. Because he then goes on, and Terry asks him about continuing to manage, and he says, this is his quote, I'd like to. If you love something, you want to continue, keep doing it. Oh, just reading that quote makes my blood boil. I think on the surface, you can hear that answer and say, you know, that's cool. Mike Sosha wants to just manage somewhere. Doesn't matter where. Doesn't matter where. He just wants to stay in the manager position. But you know what, guys? I think there's levels to these things. There's levels. 
And I think this was Mike Sosha reaching out to his beloved friend, Artie Moreno, and saying, hey, bud, hey, bud, I'm not done. Let's talk contracts. And the good Lord in heaven above knows that Artie and Mike are best buddies. So I take a deep breath and I pray, I pray that Artie doesn't take the bait. And the thing that scares me is that Billy Epler's going to want a guy that he knows, like the, he gets to handpick, right? As a GM, like that's the thing you want, like to have you and your manager on the same page. The thing is, we've seen Artie has chosen Sosha over GMs in the past with the DePoto thing, right? I pray it doesn't happen again. I pray that Artie's soft spot for Mike Sosha doesn't come out again and Artie come out and say, you know what, we're just going to re-up the guy. I like him so much, we're going to re-up the guy. We can't do it, guys. We really can't do it. I think that Sosha saying that during that interview was his final Hail Mary pass to stay in Anaheim. I think that's what it was. And I know, I know Mike Sosha. He's like Aaron Rodgers with these Hail Marys. We all know it. Somehow he just finds a way to do it. He just finds a way to heave, heave that ball just down the end zone. And it just, it kills me every time. But I will say this. Much like a Hail Mary... I don't think it's actually going to happen. I think there's maybe less than 5% chance that Sosha's sitting with his hands folded on that green box in the dugout next year. The reason I say this is because of what happened with Eric Chavez this year. If you didn't know, Eric Chavez had a spot, spot in the front office with the Angels as special assistant to the GM. Halfway through the season, they asked him, Hey, Eric, would you mind going to Salt Lake City? Being the manager of the Bees. Eric was like, yeah, sure, I'm in. That news broke right around the time Ken Rosenthal broke the news about Sosha being gone after the season, too. Coincidence? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. So I think it's safe to say that Eric Chavez is going to be the next manager of this Los Angeles Angels team. And I don't think that's been really a secret by any means because of that move. So that leaves me happy and in search of a new nickname. If you have any ideas, shoot them at me on Twitter. Get creative. I love a good laugh. Don't get me wrong. Um, Epler has said a lot of great things about Eric Chavez, too. And ultimately, I think it's the correct choice. Epler has really towed Chavez around with him from his days like with the Yankees back in 2014, 2015, I think, was when uh, Epler brought Chavez on as a special scout, I believe it was, with the Yankees. Um, and I think it's probably something they've talked about was like Eric telling Billy, hey, I want to be a manager one day. But, you know, with that Yankees team, I don't think Girardi was really going anywhere at the time. It wasn't really a good fit. Ultimately, this is a perfect fit. And I know Epler has said some great things about Chavez and thinking that he'd be a perfect fit as a manager and stuff like that. So... Who knows? And as I've said before, having a GM and a coach that are on the same page, I think it will work absolute wonders for this team. The only thing I will say, I really hope that Eric Chavez gets along with a guy named Mike Trout. 
or we might have some problems getting that extension signed. That's all I know. That's all I know. I also think that because of this manager transition, I don't think Trout signs the extension this year. Unless him and Eric Chavez are like BFFs and we don't know about it. But, I mean, if you're Trout, right, and you come in the next season and you don't like a manager, you're not going to sign the extension. Because if you did sign the extension and you're stuck with this manager, you're you're hating your life. So I think next year, I think that's another reason why we're not going to see this extension signed this offseason. We won't see it signed until 2020. But, Eric, be on your best behavior, okay? We like Mike more than we like you. So, don't get it twisted. That's all I have to say. That's my gear grinder, though. Mike Sosha, I hope this is the last time I have to come on here and just get out my frustrations with you. I really, really, really hope it is. But that being said, have a good life. We loved you on here. But see you later. Bye. Coming up next, we're going to close out the show. Oh, all right, Anaheim sports fans. Well, this baseball season, like I said, slowly coming to a close. If you haven't gotten out to a game recently or, you know, maybe this year, go catch an Angels game. Do it. It's still fun. There's a lot of people still going to the game for how bad we have been this season. I'm, And you know what? That's impressive for the Angels. Yesterday, out of Tuesday against the Rangers, I couldn't believe how many people there were in that stadium. I mean, not as – it wasn't great. It wasn't, like, great attendance. But, like – we're probably still pulling, like, maybe 20,000. That's not bad. But baseball season is coming to a close. And by all intents and purposes, in my book, I think duck season is underway in Anaheim. Because uh, football season is just about over for me. I know the Broncos are 2-1, and one, but they don't have an offense. It's non-existent. The Broncos, the Broncos are the only other team that finds a way to frustrate me more than the Angels do. I'm not joking. And if you haven't listened to Locked On Broncos, if you're a Broncos fan, go listen to Locked On Broncos. They do a great job over there. But um, they don't get as frustrated and fired up as I do usually. But, oh, anyway. Different sports conversation for a different day. But that's all I have for you today. Your next episode going to be the first one that I film not in Anaheim. I will be in Bishop, California. For those of you that know where that is, I'm impressed that you know where that is. For those of you that don't know where it is, grab a map. Get ready to look in the middle of nowhere because it's literally in the middle of nowhere. But I'll be out there for a wedding, so I'll make sure to get you your episode for Friday before we start getting into all our wedding shenanigans like we do. So, that being said, I'm Lucas Sardo. You can find me at LucasSardo13 on Twitter. Also, be sure to follow our show's Twitter page, at LockedOnAngels, for all the updates regarding our show. And for, you know, fun tweets that we can go back and forth on. I, I Side note, I loved the, a lot of people loved it too. The tweet Jared Timms was like a friend of the show, Jared Timms. He tweeted out, uh, what's your ideal lineup for next season? My lineup had uh, six Mike Trouts, one Andrelton Simmons, and two Shohei Otanis in it. So if you haven't seen that tweet, go look at it. Really funny. But that's locked at Locked on Angels. Go look at that. 
Um, also, go to our website, LockedOnAngels.com. And if you have any other questions or comments, LockedOnAngels at gmail.com. That's all I have for you today on this Wednesday. Go Halos. Adios.